Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who uses her talents to help other women succeed at work and in their lives. You know, I've enjoyed hearing their stories for more than 10 years, and I chose 19 of them to contribute to my first book, Leading Women, which is still available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and your local bookstores. Now I'm excited to announce my new book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and in Life. It just came out January 8, 2019. I'm so excited about this new book that I chose. Some of the amazing women who inspired to talk about In This Together and their own work on behalf of women. This week I'm pleased to introduce Tabby Biddle. Tabby and I work together on Take the Leads, 50 Women Can Change the World in Media and Entertainment, a gender parity initiative in Hollywood. Tabby's passion is to help women amplify their voices through multiple venues, including her her online TEDx training, her best-selling book, Find Your Voice, A Woman's Call to, to Action, her speaking appearance, and private consulting practice. The United Nations Foundation calls Tabby a voice for women and girls around the world, and Global Girl Media said that Tabby is one of the true feminist and fierce leaders of our movement for gender equality in media and representation. So, therefore, I'm more and more than happy to welcome Tabby back to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women and talk about the new ways she is working to help women speak up and be heard. So, Tabby, so good to talk to you again. Well, Tabby, we we go back a long way, and we've been on a journey together, but uh, we're all doing amazing things in the world. Welcome. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. We, I first met you in the training for Take the Lead. That was something. You've We've come a long way since then. So mm-hmm. we're going like to chat about all that stuff. Yeah. But first, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about you, all about you. <laughs> you're, you're busy getting women to find their voices today. We're going to have you're going to find your voice today. So tell us your story. How'd you get to be you? Well, I got to be me through a variety of journeys (laughs) and experiences. Um, The work I do today to empower women's voices and amplify women's voices to create cultural change, that came about, number one, I grew up in a family that was um, very strongly patriarchal, a long lineage of strong male leaders, and I was the um, the youngest and the only girl. So that's kind of the setting that I grew up in. That women's voices weren't really celebrated um, in in my family dynamic. So I was a very high achiever in in school and athletics and so forth, and I was quite successful at an early age in in my career. I was working in Washington, D.C., and in politics, and then after, after that in journalism. And I was quite happy. Um, things, were, things were great. I was, you know, I had great friends. I was succeeding in my work. But then I started to feel a, um, an inner voice telling me that I needed to move out beyond the, the four walls of an office and um, go out and explore and really see and experience life for myself outside of the boundaries and the the paradigm that I knew. 
And so I left my job at the National Geographic Society and packed a backpack and went over to um, first to Nepal, um, to Kathmandu. My first day there, I was walking around in the, in the town and I look up and I see a big sign that says yoga. Mm-hmm. And I had like my stomach do a somersault and say, oh my gosh, that is why I'm here. And I didn't know that that's why I was there. At this point, this is 20 plus years ago. I was in my, my mid 20s. And yeah, so from that period on, I, I went on a very deep spiritual journey through yoga and Buddhism, um, and particularly Tibetan Buddhism. And I started learning um, the ways of the East and really reorienting um, you know, still respecting, obviously, everything I had learned from, from the Western ways, but I began to orient differently and particularly began to orient um, toward the inner world being more uh, valuable, more, uh, you know, that was a world to listen to with, with more value than, than the outer. So I really began to value my intuition as, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a number one, that, that's my compass for the rest of my life. And of course, that that connects very much to the feminine, the feminine orientation. And also, as I have been studying yoga and, and Buddhism, I started to to learn about the feminine and the balance between the feminine and the masculine, which is not something that I had even at that point, 20 plus years ago, considered. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't something that anyone was talking about around me. And, and certainly no one was talking about goddesses um, and the lineage of goddesses and mm-hmm. So that was all new to me at the time. And bit by bit over the years, I started to understand it more. And as I understood how much our feminine lineage has been oppressed, silenced, violated, you know, physically, spiritually, mentally, and and so forth, I knew that I couldn't stay silent on that anymore. And I began to use my voice as a writer and a speaker to speak out about human rights abuses of women and girls. And at the same time, I began to do work as a coach and consultant and a teacher to empower, empower women to use their voice, to speak yeah. their truth, to tell their stories, and to step forward as, as leaders, coming yeah. from a, a feminine orientation and in, in inner source of power. Fantastic. Yeah, you talk about the good girl, you know, and I think that that's the society I came from, the time that it was important to be a good girl and that you, you know, you don't make waves, you sit there politely. My my grandmother, who I was named after, Mama Nancy, now I'm Mama Nancy to my grandchildren, but I would come in and be upset and I'd just kind of look at her and kind of, oh my God, you know, because I was out there trying to do the same thing, you know, finding my voice, helping other women to find their voice too. But she say, she said, you must have shown your petticoat today. And, and so, you know, she, she knew, and I, my grandmother was not a good girl. You know, she was not, you know, the typical good girl for her time as well. So, you know, mm. it's interesting when, when we finally understand the good girl, you know, the good girl is the one who doesn't speak up, who, who doesn't, who's more concerned about how she's perceived. Does everybody like her? And is she not making waves? So, right. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. And the, and the feminine is now, being a feminist is now cool, you know, again, which is exciting. It's exciting to be a feminist. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. men are even saying they're feminists. But it really is difficult because I came from a time, too, 
and I was a tomboy. That was the way I got ahead, you know, by using yeah. that skill, those those tools is how I got ahead. But now we're trying to teach women that, hey, that feminist part of you is extremely, so extremely valuable. So, you know, I'm, I, this is this is pretty good time right now. This is a great time, you know, with yeah. Time's Up and Me Too and everything that's going on. All right, well, let's talk about what you're doing because I think, again, uh, for me, you know, women connect for good spend, women supporting other women. But finding our voice is key. It's absolutely key. So how are you doing that? How are you helping us women to really get our voices mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. So so one of the major things I'm doing right now is supporting women to become TEDx speakers. The TED platform is such a well-known, you know, renowned platform for people to get out their ideas and perspectives and really change the the cultural conversation. And when I was a TEDx speaker, I guess it was four years ago at this point, um, when I gave my first TEDx talk, I discovered that there was uh, glaring gender disparity on Mm -hmm. TEDx stages, not just the one I was speaking on, but across the board, as well as main stage TED. And it shouldn't have surprised me, but it really did surprise me because in my mind, because TED was a progressive organization looking for innovative ideas um, to change culture, to change the way we see and do things, that, um, you know, I made an assumption that, of course, there would be more female speakers, right? Because how are we going to change the way we're doing things, looking at things, seeing things, doing things? But I was wrong in that. And so I made it my mission to um, support more women to become speakers. One of the things that was said by a TED producer in response to why there's so few women speakers, well, there were three things that were said. Number one, that women are harder to find. Mm -hmm. And I just do not like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a, a, a reason. Number two, that they were slightly more likely to say no if they were invited than men. And number three, they're slightly more likely to cancel than men. And yeah, and I, I I really wondered whether those were truth spoken. But as I started to dig into it, I realized there were a lot of women who you know, obviously very, uh, you know, highly qualified to be out there giving talks, but there were, they were saying things, well, maybe it's not the right time, or I'm so busy right now, or I've got my family, or, you know, there were a ton of blocks and and excuses being put up. So what I do is I work with women um, on a very practical level, I help them write their talk, but also on the inner level, um, in terms of the confidence building, in terms of busting through all of those blocks and obstacles that, that many of us do put in our way that, that do keep us playing small and keep us off of influential leadership platforms. So I, I work with them on the inner and the outer level to, to get them not only onto the TEDx stage, but also to be out there speaking on other, you know, prominent yeah. and influential platforms, uh, as well as writing and, and, and teaching. Those are kind of the yeah. three areas that I support women in. Yeah. Isn't, mm-hmm. isn't that when we talk about it, though, really biases that women have towards themselves and other women? Yeah. That, you know, thinking small, acting small, being small, and then not feeling that one is deserving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's all the inner work, and that, that's, a, that's a big piece. 
Well, I would say it's 50-50 in, in the work that I do, not only the group work that I do with the women, but that I also work with women privately. It's about 50-50 in terms of the inner work and the outer yeah. work. Um, yeah. But with that, you can't do – there's no use in doing the outer work if, if the inner work isn't yeah. the – you know, the, the blazing trail um, that's going to drive that outer work um, so, further so, into the world. So what are some of the messages that these women give you? I mean, some of the things that they're – the self-talk, the things they say to themselves about the reasons why they don't get up and do the TED Talk. And like you said, you've got to do the inner work before you do yeah. the outer work. What are some of the things yeah. that women say? Some of the things are, am I really qualified enough or is anyone going to care about what I have to say? Mm -hmm. Hasn't this been said before? Is my idea unique enough? I would say those are the top four. They're worried about their idea. They're worried that someone has said this before. And the fact is, probably someone has. Um, but, But, you know, really where I have to work with them is to have them you know, understand from the inside out that the way they're going to share this idea is a completely different way than someone sure. else is going to share it because they've got a different story. Their their background is different. And so different people are going to hear it. And then the other is about time. Like I feel too busy now, or I'm, you know, I'm overwhelmed by how much I have to do with my work and my family. And so, mm-hmm. how, you know, I know mm-hmm. this takes a lot of time and Right. So that that would be secondary. Um, But I think really that's a a front for, you know, continuing to play small and really be out there and allowing themselves to be more vulnerable because it is, you know, there's a particular essence of TED and TEDx talks where they really call for a level of vulnerability to allow the audience to connect with the speaker, Mm -hmm. to build that intimacy and some women, um, you know, they've made their careers based on hiding that vulnerability. Right, right. Um, so it's a very, it feels very risky for them to step forward and be seen in this more vulnerable way. So that, yeah. that's another element. They're, they're, a little, they're concerned about their, you know, colleagues seeing them in this, in this new light. Yeah. You know, I, first I want to thank you for sharing in the book in this together. I think that's wonderful. But, you know, you, you talk about women having a hard time standing up. But, you know, this, this term I've used a lot myself, toot your horns. And that's something women just don't really do a good job of, of telling people who they are, what they do, and what their accomplishments are. And that is that feminine, that vulnerability, yeah. which oftentimes is what connects us. And I think that's what we found to take the lead uh, you know, like I said, we just finished our graduation of uh, 50 Women Change the World in Journalism. And woman after woman came up to me and said, this has been life-changing. Mm. They said, I'm with a group of women now that I feel safe, I feel comfortable, I feel like I can I can speak my mind and speak up and talk about the things that that are working and talk about the things that are not working in my life. And so the fun part is, is when women finally, that light goes off. And, and things actually turn around. And, you know, 17% of TED Talks speakers are, are women. That's just – has that changed? Is it still that low? Um, I think it has changed. They have not published any more recent figures, but in speaking to members of the TED organization, yeah. <laughs> they say it has been improving um, yeah. and that it is a goal of theirs to quicken the pace toward, toward gender equality. But I, I would like to see some official numbers out there, um, yeah. and there, there isn't anything current. Well, 
you're, you, you and I've talked about this, and that's going to be that's part of my goals too. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make excuses either. But uh, yes, the TED talks, I think that would be that's on my agenda as well. All right, mm-hmm. let's talk about something even more exciting that you're doing, and uh, this is something that definitely I completely supported and still do. Is 50 Women Change the World in Media and Entertainment, which has now evolved to 50 women, 100 Women in Hollywood Change the World. You know, what we see, what we hear, and what we read is so important. And at this time in our history, I believe, you know, personally, I believe this is how we, the only way we're going to change things. We have to have models. We have to th- have things out there that say, this is who you are. This is, you know, this is who you can be. You know, you can't believe in something unless you can see it. So let's talk a little bit about that because I'm so excited. I want to know what you guys are doing now. Yeah, so as you well know, we, um, Elisa Parker and I co-ran along with, with Gloria Fell of Take the Lead, 50 Women Can Change the World in Media and Entertainment. And so that brought together 50 women from a cross-section of the industry, uh, a mixture of um, creatives, directors, writers, producers, along with executives, um, as well as a, a couple of agents, um, in the industry, brought them together. And similar to what you just spoke about, Nancy, with the 50 women in journalism, one of the biggest takeaways for this, these women were that uh, the, the community that they built, the safety, the comfort, the place where they could be vulnerable and they mm-hmm. could honestly speak their mind, speak their heart. And um, what we've seen with the women who went through the, the 50 women in media and entertainment program, that catapulted many of their careers because they are much more connected to their own power, their inner power, the feminine power that we mm-hmm. spoke about earlier. Um, and they feel much more confident with that because that's where they're, they're sourcing their power from there rather than the the outer orientation and you know oh well this in most cases male leader you know give me this job or pull me on for this project and so forth mm-hmm. so so that's been really exciting to to see these women um, you know win awards that they'd never been even nominated for before build collaborations with one another that yeah. um, had never happened before. Now they, you know, some of them say their their media and entertainment network was 98% men before, right. and now it's 80% women. Um, yeah. So they're recommending one another for jobs, they're hiring one another, and so forth. That's been fabulous. Um, so the next stage, what we did after the 50 Women Can program, um, which finished last May, so one year ago, in the fall. Elisa Parker and I put together a day-long retreat for the women leaders who have been working at the forefront of gender equity, inclusion, and diversity in Hollywood, because we realized there was still a lot of separation and isolation amongst all these different organizations and, and leaders who are, do, we're all doing the same work. We're all, we're all on the same mission. However, we're carrying it out in different ways. So right. let's come together for a day retreat to build our lines of trust develop friendships, relationships that might not not have been there before and look at ways that um, we can further align and and collaborate. So that was a beautiful event. Women were so grateful (laughs) to be brought together in that way 
once again in an all-female community where they felt they could really be themselves and meet with women in a, I mean, you know, you do this work, right? When you, when you meet in an all female community, there are new ideas, new collaborations, new alliances that come forward that that would be very different than if you're just, you know, 20% of the women in a room of the rest, you know, men. So, so that's been wonderful. And then the, the next evolution of that, Nancy, is that we've come to realize, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, we need the all-female-centered community and, and room and so forth, we also now are at a point where we need to be building those partnerships and alliances with men right. from the from the, the female perspective. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So what yeah, we're we, developing. We can't, we can't conquer and divide. It just doesn't work. Exactly. I think for a period of time, it's what we've needed. We've needed to be, right? An, 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 right? Um, well, to we develop have to have our, first the safety and security and, and the understanding yeah. that we actually own it, we can have it, and we give ourselves permission to do it. Exactly. And I think that we're at that place now, particularly as you, you talked about earlier with the Me Too movement and Time's Up, and there's just mm-hmm. been, there's been a lot of progress. Um, for women over the past year um, together as a sisterhood in media and entertainment. So I think we're at a very strong place now. And so at this point, we're putting together a new program where we will have a women's cohort, a female cohort for this time, 60 women who will meet over a three-month period. And then simultaneously, a male cohort with 40 men, cross-section of men from the industry, creatives and executives, Wow. Um, wow, and that's then, great. yes, and they, they will be facilitated by male leaders as well as some female, but there'll be different facilitators for each cohort and then some that are a crossover. Mm-hmm. And then after the three months for each, the male and the female cohort, then they'll come together as a 100 person cohort for three, for three months after that. And that will be a co-facilitated program that will be groundbreaking. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, absolutely. This has been done before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, that's a good that's a good book. That's a good TED talk right there. That mm-hmm. that you need to document the heck out of and share yeah. that information because we would love to have that. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very well, okay. So, yeah. what, when are you doing that? What are the dates again? Yeah, so um, we are aiming for the fall. We're, we're uh-huh. talking to a university right now who has expressed interest. Um, and you spoke, spoke about documenting this, right? So they would be sure. um, documenting, documenting the progress. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So the the aim is the fall, but that is unconfirmed as, as of right now because there's still a few moving parts until that's Well, confirmed. just even talking about it and, and – uh, recruiting and you know again 50 women in, in media and entertainment were nominated they were nominate they could self nominate self nominate or they could nominate another woman but that nomination pro- uh, process is so valuable because 
literally you have to look around your field you look around your your you know your career uh, who's in the career the the cohort and really determine who are going to be the valuable voices and the valuable uh, knowledge and input that you want to really make this effective and make it a, a positive experience for everyone so that that in itself is such a valuable tool to use that nomination process mhm i agree i agree because it's also, it gets women to step up from their, for themselves, to, to nominate yeah. themselves. That, that's, a, that's a statement in itself. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, to, to nominate a, a sister, a colleague in the industry, that's another big statement. It, it, sure. It's, yeah, it, both are empowering. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, I, that's going to be so exciting. I just, uh, you know, this is something that we're talking about more and more, and Gloria and I've been talking about too. It was that we definitely want the male component. The male cohort, I think, is extremely valuable. We have to have both parts coming together. You know, again, both of us using men and women using their feminine, their masculine, finding that balance. Oh wow! Can you can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk that, talk it, about it, what's yeah, going to happen. Woo. Exactly. Yeah, we're well aware. We're kind of shoring up uh, from the inside out right now, getting ready for it because it's going to. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. And, um, you know, I think there are a lot of men in the industry right now, not just I think, I know, there are a lot of men in the industry who, who want to be a part of this. They're, they are focused on gender equity, inclusion, and diversity. However, they're fearful of, of making a misstep or you know, sure. saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and so forth. And they want that, that guidance and support, and they want to be with other men who are on the same, you know, on the same mission as they are. Um, so it's very exciting. No one's yeah. offering this. One, one of the people, just to throw this out there, was Kim Goddard. She was kind of the uh, the graduation speaker for the 50 Women Change the World in Journalism. And, you know, her story is so extremely valuable. I mean, from where she came from and what she be, what she's doing today and the fact that she literally decided that she deserved the job and she she approached it that way and she got the job but i think you know again there are women out there and there are men out there that that really do want to lift as they go and i think that's a, that's the whole point is that when women and men start to lift as they go men and women whatever whatever you know men or women lifting each other i mean the the, the potential in the different cohorts is just absolutely phenomenal and then bring all the cohorts together <laughs> that's the yes, goal again exactly that's exactly business exactly. journalism media and entertainment if we uh, I, I mean this this is very exciting it's very exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely well now that we're just getting started and there's so i mean we're not just getting started but we're heading in just a, such a great low great uh, direction what are some of the final words of and more about you and where people can learn more about what you're doing and people that are dying to be a ted talk speaker where can they where can they find you mm-hmm. yeah well they can find me at my website which is my name tabbybiddle.com that's t-a-b-b-y-b-i-d-d-l-e.com i've got my women on the tedx stage course up there um, the next one is starting June 4th, so it's coming right up. Um, nominations are actually closing in, in two days. And then also the, the private coaching and consulting that I do, um, I do work with women to help them find their voice and build, develop, and grow their leadership platform. So that's up there on that website. 
And also I'm supporting women in a longer term six month program called create your legacy. And the focus on that is exactly what what the title of it says, uh, supporting women through the process of building their feminine legacy, um, Mm -hmm. what they're here to say and do and change in the world. Yeah. Well, again, I'm the mother of three daughters, and again, leaving a legacy is huge. You know, what we leave for those that come behind us is so important, and that we remember the shoulders that we're currently standing on as well. So, mm-hmm. Tabby, you're doing amazing things in the world, and I know we're just we're going to stay connected, and, and there's going to be more collaboration and more positive things that we both can do together. But uh, in this together, we're all in this in together. In this together. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Nancy. I so appreciate and respect all the work that you're doing to, to support women and continually build the sisterhood and link up all the cohorts and, you know, keep expanding our um, awareness of each other and uh, keep lifting us. Well, it's it, it, it's a joy, especially when you when people when you do see the response and what happens after these trainings to see the the, the smiles, the truly the truly glow that these women have that they haven't had. And they said, you know, a lot of them said to us, you know, you know, I forgot about my passion. I forgot about who I was. I forgot about why I was doing what I was doing. And to remember those things and to connect to those things, just, I mean, it's it's delightful. It's almost like a rebirth, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good stuff. I love it. I absolutely love it. Tabby, yeah. what, what you're doing, I love too. So, hey, you keep keep on, keep on, and we'll keep on doing these great things and changing the world for good and uh We'll be in touch, but let us know. Keep us keep us posted on your on your progress, and let's talk again. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Dr. Nancy.